Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome back to the Selfie Show. It's Tori. And Sam. Your nurse besties bringing you all things healthcare humor. And your favorite unpopular opinions. Mmm, new music. Who dis? Okay. <gasps> Did you guys like it? <sighs> If you didn't, just tell us you did. Okay. <laughs> no, we want honest feedback, but also like. Here's the thing. We like it. I love this. Yes. We needed a zhuzh. We 20, love a zhuzh. 2023, we knew we wanted like a little more fresh hip music, yeah. but we didn't want to completely abandon our old sound. Yeah. So this kind of like gives vibes. It's this like the OG selfie vibes, but like a refresh. Absolutely. We just need a little, a little pizzazz, but I feel like this is like very sexy, sultry. Right? Like this is very like 2023 vibes of us. It's like we gave our old music Botox, right? <laughs> a little fresh face. Like a little fresh face. 2023 face. That's one of our wrecks. Um, okay. So we have a lot of things to catch up on. But this episode actually is fully packed, fully loaded. So we're going to do all of our recs, all of our updates, all of the fabulous things that have been going on for the bonus episode. We have like a month's worth of stuff to catch you guys up on. We have so, so much. It's been so long. We missed you guys. I know. Our bonus episode, I feel like, is going to be stacked also. Yeah. We've been doing a lot behind the scenes, getting organized, getting fresh for this year. So we're super pumped about this lineup. You guys were just this year, you know, we really took a lot of things that you guys sent us in the form and we're we're bringing it all we're bringing you all the best we possibly can for the selfie vibes we we listen we're implementing your feedback yeah. we're, we're growing we're getting better self-aware queens here uh, absolutely we're loving and that. we're excited this year is gonna be popping content like Mm, meaty love it so meaty so meaty speaking of meaty okay let's get into this unpopular meaty opinion of the week miss samantha as i drink out of it stanley cups are overrated when did they become when did, okay they literally popped out of nowhere who was the first nurse that walked onto a unit with their stanley cups and everyone was like oh that's cool i gotta get one and then they're started. literally a thing now Everyone My has a Stanley. My sister has been with it since like her whole unit. She's a peds onk nurse. They've been rocking them since like last spring. Yeah. And then I remember she would send me this link and be like, they're sold out. Get on the wait list. And I'm like, bitch, I don't care about a $40 <laughs> cup. And then she kept like, she'd send me the link like there's for sale now. And I never would buy one. Cause I'm like, I don't care. I have 9,000 cups. And then she bought me one. And okay. I was like, oh, well. What <laughs> is your review? Like, let us know. Okay. Genuinely, I do like that it fits in your cup holder okay. of your car and it's Love 40 it. ounces, which I'm trying to drink three a day right now. So I like that, but I don't like that the straw doesn't have the little stopper at the bottom. Okay. But I guess Slips the out. newer, the newest version of the Stanley has, it's like the H2.0 or whatever, right. like that one, the lid the straw like stays secured. Mm. Like it doesn't even wiggle right now. My straw, I can pull it out or if my cup falls over, the straw will slide out. And I'm like, that Totes. is a major defective design flaw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I can't be having my straw be falling out. So I do want to try the new one. Mm. So I'm probably being a big hypocrite. Cause I'm like, they're overrated. But if, if someone buys one for me. Okay, I'm, there you go. I know, it. right? Great. I we just didn't want to spend my own money on it. It's also it. a fabulous pink. It's a good pink. It is. We love so it. I actually really brand. like it. The ice will stay in there for three days. Mm -hmm. No joke. My ice will stay in there for three days. But I I want to try the new one where the lid is better with the straw. Okay. 
that mm-hmm. I think I would be a big fan of. I just also fundamentally have a problem spending that much money on a cup. I mean, I still am rocking my hydro jug. That thing is my ride or die. Like, it's funny because so it's a thing like now. see you walking around with a yes. hydro jug like, okay, boomer. No, literally. Okay, I walk in and everyone's like, they know when I'm there. Because, you know, you have your like, we have our drink station. So if it's there, everyone's like, oh, Tori's here. Like, it's literally a thing. Like, I love my hydro jug. It's just, it's my staple. It's what I'm going with. So hydro jug with me. stickers was always the thing. Yeah. So do we not put Stanley's on or stickers on our Stanley? I don't think that's a thing. Is that not a thing? I don't know. I don't think that's a thing you know I'm just like when did we become or so like swells remember when outfits? swells were a thing no, that was a hot a moment it's like it's like like it was before yeti i feel like the oh. yeti cups were like a big thing and then swell and then now it's like hydro jug and then stanley yeah hydro jug's like an old classic i do like that stanley has the handle like yeah i, I all right it's overrated with your own money to get it as a gift is like for awesome. sure <laughs> it's like- actually funny because now that i think about it <laughs> this is so funny uh, the other day i was looking for gifts for my brother he's starting a new job and they have these fabulous men style stanleys mm. so i got him one and it's pretty rocking it looks like kind of like a yeti almost but it's like much more masculine vibes and he likes it you know great for a gift love that I just, when did we get so trendy? I don't know. Like. Here we are. I'm a look good. feel. So this is me talking shit, but being a hypocrite. Because I'm like a look good, feel good girl. Yeah, like I want my hair done, nails, nails done, yeah. makeup. Like I like to look good. Snatched. But there's no in between. I either am like, yes, I look decked out or I look like an absolute trash can. Wet dog. <laughs> and at work, I always looked like a trash can. Like yeah. never did my makeup, hair. I'd be coming to work with my hair wet. Yeah. Like scrubs were never I cute. Got two I never looks. wore stylish. Like, so I have just never, and even like in high school, I never wore makeup. I never like got ready. I was never like, I, I don't know. It's mm-hmm. only when I like go out. So I'm like a... Yeah, ain't I'm here got for time. that. <laughs> time for that. We're here. But I like, love a look and feel become, good. I know. Like, you're always cute. Like, you have your headband. You have your makeup. Like, totally. you always look dialed in. And I'm just like, It's man. because, I, like, for me, and it's kind of like what you're saying. Like, for me, when I go into my shifts, I do like feeling dialed in. It's just my thing. Like, so, hair up in a bun or wherever. And, like, my headband just to slick it out. Like, I do like looking and feeling good. Because I just feel like, for me, I don't know. It's a vibe. It's like a thing. I like that 10 extra minutes of sleep. Yeah. Like, I do. <laughs> I will literally. Not going to lie, there are those. I would rather have that extra 10 minutes, but I'm like, now it's like everything like, okay, we all have to wear these cool scrubs and these cool shoes. And yeah. now we all have to have a Stanley and an Apple watch. It's like, yeah, it's a thing. And oh the best, the Patagonia oh, vest. Yeah, the best. I'm like, and the AirPods. All and that, that yeah. and then I've had a baby shit on my back before. Yeah. So I've gone through all of like, ain't nobody got time. <laughs> Let me sleep. I'll sleep. You guys look cute. I love that for Here you. Here we are. Here love we are. We're living you. it, living it up. All right, you guys get ready. For this episode. Okay, so he's back. We have Mr. Robert again. 2023, we are actually starting our mini professional growth series, and we wanted to kick off the year with our first episode. So he has brought us the whole new side of the medical world with over 25 years of experience in the med device industry. And today we're getting really specific with tips to help you in your 2023 goals and habits. So today we dive into a test that Robbie has actually implemented with his own team as a leader and one that we should all be taking and applying to ourselves. Today, we're getting into revealing a person's person's deepest fears and anxieties, conflict strategies, as well as one's unique learning styles, communication techniques, and motivators. I can talk today, you guys. Sorry, it's been a a hot minute. And motivators behind why they do and see the things that they do, all with a test 
that you can all take. And by the way, we are leaving the link for you guys in the show notes to this test. It is fabulous. Sam and I both did it. We are going to get into our results of our test as well. And by the way, if you want to take this test before you listen to this episode and then come back and listen so you can learn about your best strategies, your motivators, and how to oh, become a good leader. That's a good idea. We love this. Honestly, take this test. There's a free and an upgraded version. I've taken the upgraded version because my work paid for it, but yeah. Tori took the free version and that's still plenty to give you like all the insight about yourself. 100%. So. I might pay for the upgrade because I kind of want to know a little bit more. You yeah, know? it gives you some good meat and potatoes, but the free version is linked in the show notes. Absolutely. So, yeah. So without further ado, let's get into it with Robbie. The man, the myth, the legend. We're is back. back. How does it how does it feel to kick off the new year with the selfie squad? I'm very excited. I'm excited to hear your unpopular opinion. Oh yeah. Because I feel like you're spicy. If my kids were here, they would say I'm spicy. <laughs> Bet. So my um that's right. I'm bussing. Yeah. Um, my unpopular opinion for 2023 is that parents are actually not Uber drivers. Oh, interesting. Yes. Did okay. you do a lot of um, driving over the holiday break? Is, well, that, is that where this stems from? I'll give you an example. It, it, when my kids want a, a ride somewhere, which for the record, when I was 14, my parents never drove me anywhere. How about you? Well, the only reason my dad bought me a car when I was 16 is so that he never had to pick my younger siblings up from school anymore. I became the Uber driver. Mm -hmm. But when you were 14 and you wanted to go visit a friend a mile away, you got on your bike or you walked. <laughs> I lived in the um, middle of nowhere. So a mile away. Like I used to ride my bike to see my neighborhood friends, but I went to private school. So my friends oh, were boy. like super spread <laughs> Far, out. Yeah, same. Samantha had a driver. Okay. So <laughs> okay, I wish. What, what I'm trying to say is that what, this is my life. Um, I could be in the middle of building, you know, the next generation power supply for the world. And my daughter will say, Dad, I need you to take me to Julia's house right now. Oh, I need you to stop everything you're doing. Put yeah, the soldering yeah, yeah. gun down. I mean, she could she could say, can you? We could we could rephrase that into a question. We could work on this. I know. <laughs> but she's the best ever. But you did it, huh? I did it. You did it. Yeah, okay. We I, love that. I, I, I Malia, I'm sorry. You're, I did throw a tantrum. You're soft. But I circled back and apologized and I did take her. How old is she? 14. Oh. Going on 33. I and mean, she has Taylor Swift that. tickets. Oh, that's right. Yeah. She has 12. <laughs> we love this energy. Salt, salt in the wound. <laughs> Samantha has zero. No, I have floor uh, seats to You're LA. going. Oh, where? LA floor seats. What? Yeah. What yeah. that set you back? No comment? A pretty, a pretty than, penny. Yeah. More than I can afford. Wow. I'm trying to con one out of my cousins. They were, they were up there. <laughs> ah, we love this. We love it. Um, okay. So your episode was so well received. And so we had to have you back. And Thank we, you. We are so thrilled about this because... First of all, it's 2023. We're getting all the vibes. We're starting a new year. We're getting fresh. We are, you know, we're all trying to optimize our lives here. And so what better way to do that than with Robbie? Well, I'm I'm honored. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we're trying to bring all the leadership vibes to 2023 because yeah. historically that's something that's lacking in our our industry, our world. Mm -hmm. So 
And you've got a lot of really good tips that we all need. There's a couple that I want to talk about today. I can give you a sense of what this looked like for me during my career and my journey. I had a a leader come alongside me many years ago in my career, and he took more of a humanistic approach. Those are the terms he used that I'd never heard before. From there, that just was the catalyst that helped me with my growth. And then, of course, you've got to invest in learning because if you don't invest you're not going to grow professionally i invested the time but one of the things i'll give you a great example about two and a half years ago i inherited a team and this is probably the third time in my career and when i inherited this team it was a very toxic culture and it was divided right down the middle and they were really struggling working together and so i had to kind of figure out a way to bridge the gap and connect with all of them on both sides and knock that wall down and so one of the first things i did was we spent the first three months practicing i statements Mm. Tell us what an I statement is. Let's say you and I are working together, Sam. We have a big meeting at a hospital and it starts at 1 p.m. I'm sitting there outside the the room to go in to meet with these doctors and it's 12.58 and you're still not there. I'm getting anxiety. I'm freaking out. You're a big part of this meeting. And so you finally show up like literally at one and you give me the facial expression of like, hey, what's the problem? It's one o'clock meeting. I'm here. It's one o'clock. So after the meeting in the hallway, I'm like, Samantha, you're always late. I can't take this anymore. You need to get your crap together. You need to be on time. You need to be respectful to me, the customer. So that's one way of approaching it. With I statements, you flip it. So instead of you feeling attacked with Mm -hmm. that first example, I'm saying, Samantha, when you show up at 1258, I get a lot of anxiety. I start to feel overwhelmed and I feel like I'm going to have to carry this meeting by myself and it creates stress. And that's how I'm starting the meeting. And I can't do this. This is really hard on me and I need you to help me. And so it's hard for you to react in a defensive manner when I'm using I statements. And that's just how I feel. At the end of the day, you can't change how somebody feels. They feel how they feel. Does that make sense? Yeah. Did I not do that to you, Tori? You actually, it's funny because I did that to Tori. You have, when we had our our last year, we had that in October. Yes. Yeah. And you did such a good job of, and this is like a whole new Sam, right? You completely kind of flipped the switch and I did not anticipate that out of you. Like the new Samantha, like who is she? Mm, Samantha in her era. I'm obsessed with this. Thanks to you. Um, (laughs) Well, using I statements though, I'm telling you, we did that for three months and it was funny because we would be on calls and I'd have the nurse on the call and the salesperson on the call. And then I remember the salesperson once going, oh, I'm okay. I know. I statements. <laughs> I get angry and I'm like, let's start over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, and, and, but we practiced it for three months and it really made a lot of changes yeah. in the relationships. So we started knocking that wall down. Then the next three months, I had everybody take an assessment and there's multiple assessments online. There's Myers-Briggs, there's Simply Five, there's the Core Value Index. There's multiple different ways of taking these assessments that will basically tell you who you are at your core. And that doesn't change. You are who you are. And that's what these assessments help you basically relate to you. And so the one that I chose was the core value index or CVI. And what's unique about the core value index is that there's there's basically four different types of individuals at their core. And you can have all of them. You could have, um, you could be high in, in two of them and low in two. Um, and we'll talk a little bit about that in yeah. a minute. But basically you have the builder, the merchant, the innovator, and the banker. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is you two took your assessments. We, we did. did. 
We're going to go through that. Give us a little background maybe about the CVI, like a little bit more in depth about it. So it's different than other personality tests. And when you were going through all the tests, like what about this test stood out to you and why is this so important you feel as a leader? So the one thing I love about this test is it takes things to another level that other assessments don't, meaning that we know who you are at your core, but it also helps us understand how you communicate how you deal with conflict, and how you learn. For me, knowing how somebody deals with conflict, how they communicate, meaning like how do they feel heard, how they learn is really important for a leader. I want to get really specific with it. Okay, so let's go through each type and what, um, you know, in terms of personality and at someone's core, what are the main categories? Okay, so I'll go through all four. The builder, the builder, how they contribute to a team or to a family or to a, in a relationship is through action and result. Builders are seen as powerful people who bring momentum to themselves and to their teams in general. Builders act, they make decisions, they drive towards results, they love quotas. You know, they love if you accomplish this, you get this. They know where the end is. They don't like vagueness. It's like, hey, just go out and just do your best in 2023. They want to know, hey, if you go out and do a million dollars, you get X. If you do 1.2 million, you get Y. Mm -hmm. They lead by deciding quickly. They lead others into action. A builder's weakness is the fast pace that they live often leaves others behind. Their main communication style is to the point. Their conflict strategy is intimidation. Mm. And their learning style is to decide and do. They're the doers. They, they get are. it done. They get it done. Okay. And, and I'm, I'm a builder. I know. I oh. laughed when you said the intimidation. Yes. I'm, a, I'm a high builder. <laughs> Some call me the disruptor. I call myself just a decide and doer. You really are Bob the builder. I am. Thank <laughs> I you. I love that energy. Uh, the merchant, how they contribute to the team or like to a family or to a relationship is through relationships and vision. So merchants are very relational and they're great at, um, at making amazing salespeople. Just mm. so you know, all you nurses out there want to get into <clears throat> medical sales. There you go. They are irresistible force in business. They love building teams and they love making deals happen. They focus on the people and affirm others. They like teamwork and constant variety in their lives. They are visionaries, risk takers, and they love to motivate people. They see endless possibilities. They're all about love and excitement. Without them, meaningful contact wouldn't be made and employee relations would definitely suffer. Mm. You want merchants on the team. In regards to a merchant's weakness, it's over caring about people and not caring enough about themselves. Mm. Ouch. Their communication style is circular, and we'll talk about (laughs) that today. Their conflict strategy is manipulation (laughs) and their learning style is talk and listen. Okay. Manipulation or just leading people Hmm. to the right choice. (laughs) Leading to the right choice is manipulation. (laughs) So guiding, guiding. guiding. Yes. The innovator. So how they contribute to the team, family or relationship is through assessment and solutions They are great at creating ideas. They are the idea people. You have to have innovators on your team. And they're very strategic thinkers. They love to examine all outcomes and they love to sit and pick the right solution for that problem. They are problem solvers. They resolve conflict with people like from vendors, customers, employees, 
personal, you know, could be a partner, a wife, but they're all about problem solving and resolving that conflict. They lead by questioning and provide critical answers for critical situations. Without innovators, businesses could not grow, which is absolutely true because they're the idea people. Innovators make the conception and design of products very, very possible. And their weakness is their need to find the best solution and this can slow them down and add unnecessary complexity. Their communication style is complex. Their conflict strategy is interrogation. Mm. And their learning style is assess and solve. I can't even tell you how important, you know, like the people that are on my team, I know what their top two are. And I literally have to constantly review before I, I'm with them in person or on a virtual call or, or on the phone. Because these are, these are important things to know when you're talking to an innovator, a merchant, builder, or banker. That's really interesting because I think that's something that so many of us as, you know, in healthcare, I think that's something that's missed often is really getting down to understanding the person that's, you know, giving care and the person that's working for you. Like this is, that's a very valuable tool. Yeah. It's taking the time to invest in your people. Yeah. And I mean, I have a little cheat sheet. I know what everybody's primary language is. Is it words of affirmation? Is it quality time? I know what their CVI is. You know, they're a merchant one, innovator two. And so I could speak to that. So then they feel heard. They feel understood. And I'm telling you, when I make a shortcut and I forget that somebody, their primary language is words of affirmation and they're a merchant, and I'm going like down a path of a builder, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I can give you great examples of that. Then they, we leave the call and they feel unfulfilled. Right. They don't feel heard. They're like, wow, that was a waste of 30 minutes. Robert didn't hear anything I said, you know, and they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. So the fourth one is banker. So how do they contribute to a team, to a family or in a relationship is through information and conservation. So bankers are fact driven. They're, um, they like to gain and preserve knowledge. They're very, very analytical. They love spreadsheets. They could spend the whole day in Excel and reading charts and reading technical books. I mean, they're just all about gathering the data. They love to analyze and inform. They work hard and they're all about justice and fairness for everyone. They keep merchants, builders, and innovators from taking unreasonable risks, which Mm, is... They're the regulators. (laughs) They are the regulators. They like to lead by constantly gathering knowledge so that when the time comes, they will have the answer. Um, Their weakness, though, is analysis by paralysis. They're slow to action and they will not move until they know the why. I have a son who's a banker (laughs) and sometimes I forget. I'll give you a great example. And I don't know if I used it on the previous podcast, but it's like the perfect banker example. Our garbage gets put out on Wednesday nights and it gets picked up on Thursday mornings. There was a holiday, but I asked him on a Tuesday night to put the garbage cans out. And he said, why? And I'm like, Trace, just please put the garbage cans out. Thank you. And he's like, yeah, but it's not the day to put them out. And I'm like, Trace, just please put the garbage cans out. And he's like, yeah, but I don't understand why you want me to put them out on tonight. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and I'm getting frustrated because remember, I'm a builder. So it's all about boom, boom, decide and do, decide and do. Don't think, don't process, you know, mm-hmm. not up for discussion, just do. And so he's frustrated, I'm frustrated. And when I went into the house, I realized he just wanted to know the why. Well, it's a holiday week. 
they're not going to come on Thursday. They're going to come on Wednesday. That's why. And he would have been like, okay, thank you for explaining dad. Mm. But I missed the, I missed the opportunity. I struck out. Yeah, but here you are being a self-aware king. You yes, know, here we you. are. Thank you. So their communication style is detailed. Their conflict strategy is aloof judgment. And their learning style is read and analyze. Okay. When you heard some of that, did some of those resonate? Yes. Well, yeah, you were talking directly about me. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I want to know like how some people can be like both though. Like, so if you take it and you get like, like I'm merchant innovator. I'm, which is crazy because I'm I merchant know. innovator as well, which I, I did actually would have thought you would have been more innovator, Tori. Like yeah, I thought you would have right? been innovator merchant. Like you would have had both, but I thought innovator because you are so like mm-hmm. idea queen. Right. All right. Well, so one of the things about the CVI is when you take the CVI, you're going to get assigned um, a number to each quadrant. And the higher the number, that's where your core is. Like I think for that one, that's the the paid version, right? Correct. Yeah, the, that free version, the free version. We'll just tell you. Yeah. You know, like these are your your the, you know if they rank them one through four, yeah. these are your top two, and then when you pay, then it'll tell you like for example, me. I think my builder was like twenty five, and then my next one was merchant, and it was I think seventeen. Okay. And so what that means though is that. I have the ability to dip into my merchant mm-hmm. um, f- because 17 is fairly easy. Mm-hmm. And then my innovator, I think, was right around 15. But what's interesting is, is, you know, when you're married to somebody who also believes in the CVI, my wife will say to me, I need you to stop being a builder <laughs> and I need you to dip into your innovator right now. Oh, my God. I love this. It, which, ah! is, which is awareness for me. Totally. Yeah. Like, cause then I know exactly what she's saying. Cause I'm like, no, no, no. Let's just go do this right now. Let's do this. I've already scratched out in my mind. Let's go to Home Depot. And she's like, stop. Dip. I need you to dip into your innovator. Yeah. That's not the sole idea. There could be other options. I just love this. Funny. Like mine is merchant 22 and then innovator and builder actually equal. 20 and 20. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so you know what that means? Like I can handle shit business when I need to. <laughs> exactly. It just means that I have to really... Like you have to... I have to close my eyes... And go to, to that. To place. go to it. You can naturally flow through the three. Mm-hmm. I can flow through all three and then banker's 10. Banker, I'm like, I don't know. I don't relate to any of this. Well, mm, so my, my banker, I think, was a, a six or yeah. seven. And I have to do a lot of banker in my role. And I literally have to sit and close my eyes and really focus, turn my phone off, turn, you know, the Wi-Fi on my laptop off. Because for me to dip into an Excel spreadsheet and start creating formulas, it's really difficult. But what's interesting is once I can get into it, I've practiced so hard over the years, I could stay in it. And then I start getting a little bit excited when the things are working, like the formulas are working, but I really have to work hard at it. So when I'm with a banker and I see how fast they, they're just a banker, mm-hmm. I'm jealous. But I also will say too, though, as a leader, especially in medical sales, it can be tough to have a banker. I was going to say, do you have a favorite, like a favorite, least favorite? <laughs> like who's, yeah. Who are your favorite children? My private life, I'm fine with bankers because you just, I just know who they are. They are who they are. I know how to relate and work with them. I don't think I could ever marry a banker. Mm. No, no way. <laughs> no way. But um, 
you know, my son's a banker. Uh-huh. I love him to death. Yeah. Um, my mom's a banker. We don't get along. How old is your son? He's 18. Okay. And you had him take the test. Yes. Okay. This is so cool. I think this is genius. Yeah, I had my whole family take the test. I, I should definitely, I, I want to tap into this for my family too. My mom and great. my brother are bankers. Does that not make oh, so much sense? That Tori? tracks. It tracks. Like we Jeff, are mm-hmm. my whole life, yeah. my brother and my mom, like oil and water, oil and water. I'm like, yeah. there you go. But now you know why. Yeah. And no, so I really like, you can have grace. I was like, wow, I could have saved therapy money if I just figured this out uh-huh. a long time ago. Could right. Saved a lot of money. I mean, it's like when I walked in the house, it's like, dang, what's his problem? Like, why is he being a pushback teenager? It's like, man, how annoying. Oh, crud. <laughs> That's on me. He just wanted to know the why. He even asked for the why. Right. And I couldn't give it to him. Mm-hmm. So in your work, okay. When you're talking teams and you're talking your professional setting, do do teams need to be balanced? Like, do you need to have a certain amount of merchants? Do you need to have a certain amount of builders mm-hmm. and bankers? Like what in your hiring process? Like, how do you think about this? Well, like Sam, she has the ability to dip into three. And so um, she's like a chameleon. And I have a couple of those people on my team. I have one who she's equal in all four quadrants. Yeah, that was wild. And, and it's, it is, it can be a little... It take it'll take you back when you see her just instantly go into banker and then instantly go into innovator and then instantly go into builder and you're like oh my gosh i'm in awe i am so jealous she's like superwoman wow when it comes to sales i haven't sat and assessed and like i know for a fact if you look at the top 10 people in what i do for a living there's nobody that's a banker. I can't mm. even, I don't even think in the top 25, there's anybody that's a banker in sales or I wouldn't even in the clinical aspect, our clinical roster. I don't even think the top 20, there's a banker in that as well. I definitely see a lot of merchants and innovators. And then, then you do in the clinical side, see some builders, but definitely on the sales side, I would probably say the, the majority are merchants. Mm-hmm. What would you... I mean, in terms of healthcare, I feel like there's definitely some doctors and nurses in healthcare that are bankers. And those are the ones that are so difficult to have bedside conversations with, or even to just like bedside manner with the patients. Like you want to just be able to like sometimes embrace have that like human warmth. warmth level. And it's so numbers, figures, lab values, right diagnostics it's so like Mm -hmm. diagnosis cut and dry like Mm -hmm. that where it's like okay so very intelligent people but i'm like those are the ones that i feel like need to be radiologists and just sit in a room and (laughs) look at images all day and stuff surgeons maybe yeah (laughs) but those are the perfect people though like i was talking about how i always have my little secret notes if you're going to go meet with a doctor who's a banker, mm-hmm. you got to dip into your banker. Yeah, you have to approach like if I'm a nurse and I need orders from that doctor that I know is like that way, I can't like come with giving this whole, oh, this is what's going on. I'm like, okay, this is the lab value. This medication right. is this dose. Like I have to be so much more just analytical and how I would speak to them. No, exactly. The patient is sweating. The patient is groaning. I want to give some meds. Um, a banker's gonna be like, okay, no, I'm no, you're mm-hmm. fine. Yeah. But if you came to them opposite with, like, okay, the temperature has been like trending up. This lab is this blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The banker's like, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause they want the data. Yeah. They want the information. But you know, when I introduce this to team members, I always tell them to practice at home first, just like the I statements, practice the I statements with your spouse, your partner, your kids, then 
bring it mm-hmm. to work. And we did the same thing with CVI. I mean, I didn't know Sam was going to have 43 people in her family take it. I think it's genius. It's very smart to do. Well, I was taking it at Cracker Barrel um, (laughs) while I was like in North Carolina visiting my youngest sister. And I was trying to, you know, get this. No, that's Roscoe's, honey. Mm, Cracker Barrel is like. Don't they have chicken? And grits. Well, the grits. It's like Southern food. It's like. I was sitting there and I was like, all right, I'm like in my 90th round of interviews for this job. And now I'm taking this test and I'm like, I got to get this done. Like no one talked to me, but then they're so annoying. So I was like, just texted all of them the link. And I was like, here, let's all take this test right now. It's not a test. It's an assessment. <laughs> an assessment. assessment. Ah. Everyone take this CBI assessment. So it was funny because my sister and my cousins and like everyone that was at the table, my mom, everyone did it. It was That's awesome. But it was like actually super helpful. Once then mm. I started reading about everyone, I'm like, well, checks out. So once you take the this assessment, okay, so we've done it and we find out what we are. What's the best way to apply it to our personal lives? And then maybe a step further as a leader, like what's the best way to apply these as a leader in your teams? In regards to personal, when you take the assessment, you're going to have about four pages of information on what your makeup is. And it's going to talk about how you deal with conflict strategy, how you communicate, how you learn, how you hear, how you feel heard. And that's the foundation That's why it's great to practice it with your spouse or partner, but you practice it at home and then you take it to your team. I did at one time, I had a couple of builders and one banker on the team. And it was, it was definitely challenging for me because I had to dip a lot into the, you know, a builder talking to a builder sometimes Mm -hmm. is not the best either. Oh, interesting. And a builder talking to a baker, a banker can be as frustrating. Mm -hmm. Once we figured out how to use it, So I literally spent a lot of time bringing this uh, clinical and the salesperson together. Then we would talk about, all right, this is how, you know, this person deals with conflict. This is how you deal with conflict. What are your thoughts? And let's talk about an example where if you had awareness to this information, it would have changed the conversation or the situation. And it, it was literally like counseling. Yeah. And then people just started practicing. It was probably the biggest topic of conversation still to this day. And this is 18 months later. And if anything, my team's screaming for, hey, we want more CVI Mm -hmm. conversations. Mm -hmm. You know, when are we going to do our next one? Mm -hmm. Can we go back to this? Okay, because you discovered this. Was it through a research paper about coal miners? Primary languages. Okay, that's what that one was. Yes. Okay, so what's the difference between primary languages and this? So primary languages is more specific to how you feel appreciated. So the author of Love Languages, you know, that's a great thing to know if you're in a relationship is how your partner or spouse feels loved. So that same author partnered with a business person and they created primary languages that you can use in the workforce. Did they just like take out physical touch because that's like (laughs) sexual harassment? Like I cannot have like physical touch be my like primary language in the the workplace. A hundred percent. Okay. So love language or uh, excuse me, physical touch is out. But the rest are still in. But yes, primary languages are important because a lot of the people on my team, their number one primary language is words of affirmation, which it makes sense. But but it's important to know that because that's how they feel appreciated. And, you know, I have a couple people where their number one is gifts Mm. and one person acts of service. Knowing that is 
really important as a leader because that's how people feel appreciated. When do you have your um, staff and, you know, your team members take the test? Like what, like, is there a strategy? Do you do this? Is this like a once a year? Do you do it just once when they're first hired? Like, how do you do this? So in regards to primary languages, that's something that can evolve. Mm -hmm. So my primary languages have evolved. They've changed. Your core values are never going to change. Mm. If you're a high banker, you're going to be a high banker for the rest of your life. Got it. It doesn't matter how much time and energy you put into it. You're never going to be a builder. Okay. You might be able to dip into builder, but you're never going to lead with builder. But like I said, with my primary languages, it used to be my number one was acts of service. And now it's words of affirmation. Why? Why do you think that switch? I evolved. evolved. I don't know. I matured. Mm, okay. And it's yeah, interesting because it. now acts of service is not even in my top three. Do you think it also kind of changes on maybe like who it's with? Like you might have different ones for like family than it would be your like partner or friendships. Well, and stuff. it's just you. Okay. So that's the good part about it is your primary languages is a hundred percent about you has nothing to do with anybody else on the planet. And the reason why you want, you know, your partner to know or spouse to know or your coworker to know is because that's how you feel appreciated. The The mistake that people make in like, for example, uh, I made these mistakes early on in my marriage. My wife's number one um, love language was physical touch and her second one was quality time. And mine was acts of service and words of affirmation. And so people tend to love people based on what their love language is. Right. Mm -hmm. So right. I'm cleaning the kitchen. I'm telling my wife how amazing she looks and I'm telling her how awesome of a job she's doing. And she's not feeling loved mm -hmm. because her love language is physical touch and quality time. Mm -hmm. And so when you take that to a coworker and your primary language is words of affirmation and you never tell the person, like, for example, Sam, if yours is words of affirmation and I'm your partner in the field and I never tell you, you're, hey, you're doing an amazing job, you're never going to feel appreciated. Mm -hmm. You're going to be like this. It doesn't matter what I do for Robert. Mm -hmm. I think that's the biggest mistake in like personal relationships, work relationships. Everything is that we know what it is for us. And so we think if we do that for everyone, then they should right. feel appreciated or loved or whatever. Communicate the way we want to be communicated yeah. to, right? Yeah. Instead of actually right. taking the time to find out what theirs is. Right. And knowing it might be different than ours and that uh, makes us have to act differently. Mm -hmm. But it has to be authentic as yeah. well. If I know yours is words of affirmation, I'm not going to just give you words of affirmation that's not authentic. Yeah. And so it has to be authentic and, you know, you have to see the good in the situation to be able to make it authentic when you share that, uh, those words with somebody. So why, like, cause you're someone that, you know, has climbed the ranks and now leads teams. Why should, like, if anyone's listening to this, that is in like leadership positions, why should they even care about any of this? It's time. You have to literally sacrifice and make the investment. It's very challenging. I have a cheat sheet and sometimes I forget to look at it and then I'm not recognizing the person based on their primary language and I mess up and then they get frustrated. I mean, I remember one time I was talking to a colleague in LA and 15 minutes in the conversation, he says, you know, you're not listening, are you? I can hear you typing. Oh. It mortified me to this day. That was probably about a year ago. Mm -hmm. And it mortified me that he said that 
because I was 100% guilty as charged and I was half listening and I felt horrible and I, I owned it mm-hmm. and I said, I, I apologized and I said, I'm, I'm putting my keyboard away. I am so sorry. Thank you for telling me that. And so my point though, is that you have to be willing to stop, invest and, you know, make it a priority mm-hmm. because people are going to read into it and 100%. they're going to be like, they're going to be like, he's just typing. Okay, so I really want to know this. First things first, I want the details on this cheat sheet that you have, sir. I want to know how you do this with your workflow. And also, for someone who is a leader um, of a large group of employees, how, how would you manage it? Like, let's say your team was triple the size, you know, for the managers out there that, are, that have you know, a hundred employees, whatever. How would you try and apply that in those settings? The good news is you can take the CVI assessment, the free version, and it'll just identify what your top two are. Mm -hmm. That's enough as a leader. If I had 50 people, I don't need them to take, you know, pay the extra 40 to 50 bucks to get the score unless they wanted to do that. I was willing to have my team invest in that because I reached up to corporate and asked for that permission. I wanted more mm-hmm. data and they allowed it. But if I had, you know, a hundred nurses, I would just say, take the free version if you're willing to participate. And then that's information that I would be sharing like with my charge nurses. So like if I was the manager of a unit, I'd be sitting there at my charge nurse meeting saying, Hey, listen, we need to look at these. So when you start your shift, these are the 15 nurses or the 18 nurses that are working. And this is their, you know, two top two, you know, you got a builder and a merchant, you got a merchant and an innovator, or at least their top one. They're a merchant and their primary language is words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Or they're an innovator and their primary language is acts of service. Mm. It's transformational what will happen. You bring that innovator, you walk up to them as a charge nurse with a latte. And because you know what their favorite latte is and you say, hey, John, here's a caramel latte. I just want to say thank you. You're doing a really good job. I was just curious because he's an innovator. Do you have any ideas of how we can make things smoother in the storage room? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You just checked yeah. off two massive boxes. Yeah. And that person is going to feel appreciated. They're going to feel valued. They're going to feel heard. And so it it makes a massive difference. The problem is, is most managers don't want to take that time and invest mm-hmm. in that to even have that conversation and it's not that hard it's not rocket science I feel like it's not seen as important and I don't understand why I mean how many nurse memes are there about like we don't want your pizza party yeah like we want well I think we're getting we want there. you to like hear us we want better staffing or we want to take our breaks or we want the supplies we need to do our job or even just a hey thank you this that, is that was a tough shift instead of like we're just dumping 100%. more old ass crusty pizza in the break room well, and expecting you to feel appreciated. This is why we wanted to kick off this year, 2023, with this episode, because I feel like we are all ready for the next level um, or, you know, just better solutions and to start really trying to improve our healthcare system. And it starts with our management. So much of it comes down to management. And it's ironic because I feel like so many people, a lot of the selfie listeners here, you know, are going to be future leaders. We have a lot of people here who want to invest in this. And I, 
you know, for us, we want this to be a tool to even bring to, to their management and to be able to, you know, help improving its one unit, one person at a time, one small idea can really, really, you know, blossom and take, I mean, I, I would really love to do this, but okay, wait, I really want to know about the cheat sheet. How do you organize your cheat sheet? Okay. I'm going to tell you about the cheat sheet before I do. I would encourage your listeners, if you have a manager or a director or a charge nurse who you're having massive conflict with, I would say in 2023, give them the link to CVI. And, mm. you know, if just like you had mentioned about your mom, maybe you're frustrated with this person because they're this and you're this. Mm-hmm. But now that you know what they are, at their what their core values are, now you can relate and have some type of functional relationship with them. Right. Well, and even like looking when you're working in smaller groups, like if you're on a committee and it's kind of like dysfunctional because we're never like getting through our agenda or we're all like butting heads on all these ideas and things like that. Like any time that you're even like sanctioned off into like small team, smaller siloed teams or different groups, committees, whatever, I feel like it's so beneficial to like, understand how that group can work together by understanding people's mm-hmm. like core values. Absolutely. No. And I'll, and I'll piggyback that with my cheat sheet. So on my cheat sheet, it just, you know, it might say Tori merchant innovator and primary languages are, you know, access service and quality time. And it's as simple as that. It just has those four things, mm-hmm. you know, but when you have 10 to 12 people, it adds up. So, you you know, just to have them at, you know, on my phone and I could just look real quick and mm. be like, oh, yes, I'm going to be meeting with Tori and she's all about words of affirmation. And so when I'm with you today and we're out meeting with doctors, I know what your primary language is. And so I'm going to make sure I go out of my way that you hear it through my words, mm-hmm. that you feel affirmed. Mm-hmm. Samantha just mentioned about teams and projects. This is such a critical piece because knowing what people's core values are when you put a team together, I finally in 2022 came to the realization I'm constantly put on committees. Um, It could be some type of project. It it could, but what I find is that a lot of times there are seven, eight, 12 month long Mm -hmm. committees or projects. And if you're a builder, you're going to go stir crazy. Because builders just want to see and do. They're all about action, you know. They want to execute. And when you're in a committee and you're building a product, first 50% of your meetings is all about ideas. And that's not a builder's strength. And so when you put together a committee or a project team, it's so important to be able to have the bankers in there because they're going to analyze and they're going to run the data to make sure it works. You've got the innovators bringing the ideas to the table. You have the merchants that are bringing everybody together, making sure everybody has a latte, making sure somebody might need a blanket because the air conditioner is too cold in the room. You know, what I found is I took my power back in 2022 because it took, I can't believe it took me so long to realize I would get frustrated in these meetings. I would get very frustrated in verbal. And then you have engineers who are bankers. They're like, Oh my gosh, what's your problem, Robert? <laughs> and it's like, cause we've been talking about the same thing for six months. Can't we just decide and just do this thing? Mm-hmm. And so what I, re- I asked some of my higher ups, I love being on these committees and on these projects, but I'm asking that you don't bring me in until they're 75% through the process. When they're ready to like act. Right. Yeah. Exactly. When the planning's done and we're ready to implement. Yep. And you know what? I'm next week, I'm going to be, 
going to corporate because I'm coming into a project that is 75% done. So they honored me and I'm super excited because they've already worked out the ideas. They've worked out the data. And so now they just need somebody to come to the table who can help them with executing it. Mm -hmm. And that's why they're bringing me in. And I'm super excited. That's awesome. Yeah. Nice to be heard. Yes. (laughs) Isn't it? What are, okay. If, when you're working with your teams, what are like, top two things in each category that you think of so you're like okay i'm talking to sam she's emergent innovator what are like two things or tips that you can use for each category on those types of employees or things that you think of when you're interacting communicating with your teams when we go do a call together or do a meeting together and samantha let's say samantha's an innovator I'll ask her, hey, looking, you know, first of all, you did a really great job in there. I'm just curious, Samantha, if you could go back, is there anything that you would have done different? Are there, are there any other ideas that you would have brought to the table that would have been different than what you did bring? Mm-hmm. And when you verbally start working those things out, that's when things come to surface like, oh man, you know what? I should have probably said this or I should have referred them to that. And so that's how we learn. You know, Samantha, those are some great examples that you just brought up. Maybe when you circle back to this account in a month, you can bring those ideas to them. And so I try to do that on the spot. Mm-hmm. We call it on the spot coaching, but it's tailored to who you are at, at the core, merchant, innovator, banker, builder. Mm-hmm. It's harder to coach bankers. What are some things that you do for bankers? Like when you're talking, okay, I'm, t- I'm speaking to my banker right now. What are two things that you implement with them? The number one is a lot of times we call it pouncing on the stake. So... <laughs> Picture a lion in a room and you throw a big, you know, raw piece of meat on the floor and that and that lion just pounces on it and starts eating it up. That's what we call pouncing on the steak. And so a builder that that's what they're famous for. They'll in the middle of a meeting, they'll stop hearing the customer and they'll just pounce on the steak and just tell the, the customer, I have something that will fix that. This is what's going to fix that. And that's this. It'll fix it today versus having the awareness of I can't pound, jump on the stake. I've got to like sit back, listen, let them feel heard, make sure that I'm writing down all of their pain points, um, validate their pain points, make sure that they know that I heard their pain points. And then maybe today, or maybe I circle back and I come and bring a solution to the table. So they feel like it's been well thought through. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is with a builder is probably the biggest thing to walk them through. And there's been multiple times where I've had to, I've had builders with me where I've had to kick them their leg under the table. Like, let's just listen, mm-hmm. let the customer talk, just listen or silence. I think we, the last podcast we talked about silence. I love silence. There's nothing better than when the customer's sitting there pondering their situation because sometimes they don't even know the pain that they live in and they're just stewing in it and they're looking at you and you just sit there and just look back with into silence with a builder that's probably the main Mm -hmm. so touching on coaching I feel like this is also an area that is not necessarily I I don't think people in healthcare get a lot of leadership training which involves how to give good coaching in real time or even retrospectively coaching so what kind of advice tips do you have about how to provide good coaching, what makes it good, what is not useful in coaching? That's a great question. Even I, being as far along as I am in my career, I love to hear positive feedback. 
positive, constructive feedback. I want to get better. And it's interesting how some people, they really struggle with giving feedback because they don't want to hurt people's feelings. Mm -hmm. But I think that if you can coach somebody in a manner where they don't feel attacked, where you're actually trying to help them, the other person's going to feel that it's authentic and they're going to accept and hear what you have to say. And I'll give you an example. I was at a meeting and this was a tenured salesperson and this person came out of the meeting and they said it was the worst meeting they've ever had in their career. And it was because their laptop wasn't working. And this person had to improvise and not use a PowerPoint. And this person crushed it. And this person, what I realized is that they're a perfectionist. And just because the PowerPoint didn't work, it brought this conclusion that the meeting was horrible. I was trying to tell the person how the meeting did go well and it was okay. And I realized I'm trying to tell the person how to feel versus just sitting in the moment with them and letting them feel heard Mm -hmm. about what that, what exactly happened to them, how they interpreted it. If you were starting at square one and let's maybe speak to Sarah or Courtney, and she's a new person who's wanting to become a leader and thinking about going into the space as specifically, let's talk healthcare, but she's newer and she's thinking like, okay, I want to become a really good leader but I don't know where to start. Where, what are some good tips that you can offer to all those future leaders or the leaders coming out right now? Well, there's a lot of great leadership books. Um, I'm an advocate for servant leadership. So anything on servant leadership, you're going to find the right path to start with. Investing in the core value index and, and understanding this inside and out is a great first step. Roll it out into your own personal life. And that's your foundation for leadership. Okay, I am a merchant innovator. My husband's a a banker, you know, merchant. And learn how to incorporate that into your personal life. And that can be a foundational thing that you take into leadership. Servant leadership books, there's podcasts, there's books. That's always a great first place to start. Mm -hmm. And then when you're in work, it doesn't matter if you're a floor nurse, you can practice servant leadership as a floor nurse by your actions, by the words that you use. I mean, do you come to work with negativity, you're frustrated about there's no parking or you have to pay for parking and you're making sure everybody in the NICU hears about it, you know, that's not positive leadership. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to lead by modeling the way. Mm -hmm. And so it it can start for just a nurse at a bedside by being a positive influence on everybody and modeling that. Mm -hmm. I think that's a huge piece that we always miss, right? Is modeling it. The other piece I was going to talk about is just the communication styles. Yeah, that's yeah. that's a really critical piece of understanding with uh, the core value of somebody. So, like a merchant, they're very emotional and they have a roundabout way of communicating. This so, checks out. So, <laughs> picture you have the letter A, and then you have a, a circular a circle that you just keep drawing the circle inside the circle and the line just keeps going until it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And then it says B, the letter B. Mm-hmm. That's how a merchant communicates. They like to process out loud. And here's the interesting thing. And I, when I have a merchant processing out loud and I have a couple of these, <laughs> I will ask them, do you want me to tell you what I think? Or do you want me just to hear for now? And they'll flat out tell me, I just need you to hear me. And the reason is because they're processing out loud. And 95% of the time, a, a merchant, a primary merchant will come to their own conclusion, but it could take 20 minutes, 40 minutes, 
of talking out loud <laughs> and they'll come to their own conclusion. Yeah. Now, if you cut them off and say, whoa, 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 listen, I heard everything you're saying. All you need to do is this and you solved your problem. And that's your builder way. Yes. And what's going to happen is th their conflict is, is going to be through ex verbal explosion. So a merchant will verbally explode on you about, well, the keyboard. That was a verbal explosion. Mm -hmm. This merchant, high merchant, was trying to talk to me about something. And this person was going in a roundabout way out loud of talking through this problem. And they could hear me typing. And there was a verbal explosion. Mm -hmm. And that's how merchants... <laughs> when they don't feel heard. I don't know if you've ever had. No, uh, that's what happened with Tori and I's little like tip yeah. in October was we were talking about like a few different like deals. And I was just like literally brainstorming out loud, like thinking all of them. And then she was kind of just like, well, I don't know. And then I like got super pissed at her and I'm like, I didn't say that you knew I'm not <laughs> asking you to know. I don't want an answer. I'm just yeah. trying to like talk, talk about out loud. out loud, all of the different like, avenues options like i'm trying to think of all the different scenarios here and you're just like i don't know and i'm like i didn't say i did i say tori i want an answer well, i read it and then i got like yeah. pissy at her yeah, yeah and yeah. then we got into it i think i read it as you were i don't know you were like talking at i don't know i don't know how i read it but yeah, yeah it's interesting it's was, it was funny and then that was like literally our fight yeah. but that's exactly you hit it on the head though by saying i don't know that's not what a merchant wants to hear mm -hmm. they want you to track with them and listen with them and so you, you just have to just affirm and like, oh, yeah, I hear mm -hmm. what you're saying, Sam. It's frustrating when everybody's going 50 on the highway and, it's, and it <laughs> yeah. says 75. That yeah. is I, Sam, I could see how that's frustrating. They want to come to their conclusion. Right. And it just, it's just going to take a while. Like we didn't think about it yet and whatever before we started talking. It was like as we're talking, we're just like literally having our actual brainstorming session. Because merchants process out yeah. loud. I will say, though, with merchants, yeah. you know, one of the things that's interesting is that, so like I'm a builder, so I know when a merchant calls me, it's gonna be I, a long one. I have to take my power back too, because sometimes I don't have 45 minutes. And I can tell you that I have merchants in my life where on average, the calls are 30 to 45 minutes. And so <laughs> I have awareness to that. And so yeah. I'll, I will tell them, I'll answer the call and say, hey, listen, I only have 10 to 15 minutes. Is that enough time? Or do you want to call me back at three today? And I'm not kidding you. 90% of the time, my merchants will say, I will talk to you at three. <laughs> Which is great because I'm taking my power that back. Tracks. Yeah. You know, because mm -hmm. if I take the call, I know what they need. And I'm just going to make them angry after 15 minutes if I say, I got to jump. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're going to be like, holy heck, I, now I really don't feel heard. Mm -hmm. Right. So, okay, you're asking about the innovator. Yeah. So innovators, they're good at assessing and solving problems. So picture the letter A and then inside of a circle and then there's all these lines to Bs. So mm -hmm. those are the ideas. I mean, they're they're communicating. They're just going ping, ping, yeah. ping, ping. Yeah. Does that? Yeah. When um, you dip into your innovator... And you start thinking about your, like, when you start rattling ideas, like, I'm trying to mm -hmm. imagine. When I get one idea, it pops off 10 more. That's right. what I was going to say. With you two, with your mm -hmm. podcast mm -hmm. about topics for 2023, we'll I can see. We'll be stuck on something. We'll be like, okay, what? And then all of a sudden, you or I will say something. And then all of a sudden, it's like, bing, 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 yeah. bing. Yeah. Yeah, because innovators are, have clear-cut answers. Yeah. And clear-cut ideas. And it's like, pew, pew, pew. Yeah. Just arrows everywhere. Yeah. I love that. What about, what about our banker friends? 
Oh, our banker friends. <laughs> well, Actually, well, what about when innovators like don't feel like their communication technique is being um, like, yeah. The, um, so the, what they're famous for when they don't feel heard is they'll start belittling. Oh. oh. So a high innovator, uh, and I, I, I'm, you just wait. If you find somebody who that's why life, I'm a merchant innovator because it's like the the verbal onslaught of the merchant with the belittling <laughs> of the innovator. You don't want to. You guys want to make sure I'm heard, otherwise it's not pretty. Because you can dip. Because she can dip into her innovator yeah. very easily. She could. Yeah. Start belittling very easily. Oh yeah, she's got the verbal explosion. Yep. I'm ready. I stay, I stay ready. So the bankers literally, it's just you have A, and then it's just like a straight line all the way to B, but there's just dots in between. Dot 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 mm-hmm. of data. It's just long roadblock check-ins. Yeah, it's just <laughs> lots of data because bankers they not only care about the details and the analytics and the data, but they they communicate with detail as well. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I didn't talk about in regards to a banker is the worst thing that you could do with a banker is to put them on the spot. Mm. And I learned that because I had a banker that worked for me and she used to get so angry at me. Like, for example, I could never get her to turn her camera on mm-hmm. and I could never get her to participate. I would try, So I would try to force her to participate by calling on her in meetings mm-hmm. and and she would be like really distraught. And I did not know until, because at the time she hadn't done her CVI. And so when I found out that she was a high banker, then it all made sense. If I would have told her three days ahead of time, listen, I'm going to call on you on Friday morning to discuss this. Would you be open to that? Absolutely. But if, you know, even though I knew that she knew the data inside and out, mm-hmm. when I just called on her out of the blue, it caught her off guard. They don't like surprises. And then they get flustered and they their conflict resolution is aloof. Right. Like, oh, I don't remember. I'm sorry. This isn't probably a good time for me to discuss this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. The thing about bankers, though, especially when they're communicating, you know, they do, they want to read everything. They want to analyze everything. And that parlays into their, um, their communication style, which is tough for some, like, for example, a builder, because... Builders aren't getting all excited about hearing about the analysis of something or um, all of the reading material that was broken down by a banker. They're just like, cut to the chase. I'm right. convinced every IT department is full of builders or bankers. Oh, 100%. I have had someone from IT ask me the same question 18 different times. <laughs> and I'm like, if you want to call me one more time to have the same question, I'm going to... I'm going to change my phone number. Mm. Yes. And then wait, I want to hear a little bit more about builders. So builder communicate. I want to know. Yes. So builders, they give and receive communication extremely quickly. The thing about builders is they don't misjudge brevity. They're not offended by brevity at all because their whole life is about brevity. It's about, yes, do it. Approved. I mean, if anything, that's what I, if, if there's any like marks in my career, it's because sometimes I approve things too quickly. The thing about builders is they are result oriented and they they communicate to the point. And a lot of people get offended by builders. That's why some, you know, I don't know. It's I'm, I've kind of accepted the fact that I've been labeled a disruptor, uh, but I'm just, I don't, I'm black and white when it comes to certain things, yeah. a lot of things. Um, I mean, I love the gray too, but I'm just short and sweet. I don't sugarcoat it. Mm. And sometimes that can take people aback and, you know, they want a long answer. They don't want to just 
no, that doesn't make sense. That won't work. Mm-hmm. Next, the brevity of it is just too much. That's why it's helpful to understand if someone is that, especially if like they're your partner or something, that it's not, it's just because that is how they are designed. That's how they operate. It's not that they don't care or they're not wanting to talk about, they don't see the need to have to make it this big circular marathon that I like to go on. A hundred percent. And so in my personal life, my kids, you can ask any of them, this is a something they laugh about all the time. If they ask me, hey, dad, can I go to the Taylor Swift concert on Saturday? Do you need an answer right now? Or do you want me to think about this? I need an answer right now. No. <laughs> and so it, I'm not kidding you. If you, if you if Worst we call, dad ever. <laughs> if we called them right now, they would tell you if it would be no every single time. And so they know now. And so now they'll come up to me and they'll be like, hey, dad, listen, I want to go to the Taylor Swift concert on Saturday. Will you think about it and get back to me tomorrow? Yes, I will do that. Mm. But if you need an answer like this second, it's almost 99% of the time will be no. Mm-hmm. Smart for them learning how to work the system. Absolutely. Oh, no. um, what is your wife? Um, she's merchant innovator. Okay. Oh, great minds think alike. So yeah. do, you, do you let her talk it out? You oh, her... yes. Okay, I have awareness. Okay, okay. I have awareness. I'm, we love it. I, I'm always trying to get her to dip into her builder. Just oh, <laughs> but you know what though? When my wife dips into her builder... Oh, it's like off the charts. Like if we're doing a project out in the yard, she can't get out of it. Like it'll be dark and she'll have a lantern out there on her hands and knees laying down brick. Dedicated queen. I think this is where I'm actually going to be self-aware. The funny thing about my like being merchant innovator, but like I'm merchant 22, builder 20. So when I want to talk it out, I have a lot, you know, I want everyone to sit here and listen to me go in circles for 45 minutes as I work this out. But when it comes to you, I'm a builder and I want mm. <laughs> that's, now. That's yes. 100% true. It's like, yeah. Because yeah. it's like easy. Like I said, it's not like, oh, my builder's so far off. Like my builder is right there. So I can go from being very like to quick and snappy. Like, let's go. Let's get this done. Like, I don't have the patience. Come on. Chop, chop. Right. Like real quick. And mm. then some people are like, what the fuck? So mm. it gets... <laughs> You know, but you. I'm self-aware. I, I know that about myself. Mm-hmm. You know, the other thing is interesting about the builder is, you know, the banker, innovator, um, merchant, it, for them to feel best heard by a builder is brevity. But if they don't have that awareness mm-hmm. and they just go on and on and or they, they send a, a five page email, the people who send a whole book email, mm-hmm. I'm all about brevity on my emails to the point. Right. You know, I don't. One I, would even say that the entire body of your email is in the subject line yes. and that there is no body I, in I would, the email. I would say half of my email <laughs> is in the subject line. Love it. It's literally like, I mean, that's like, honestly, it's so much better. Get to the, get to the point. Yeah. I right. actually really like that. But it's not, it doesn't. And there's a time where I feel like there's situational awareness mm-hmm. too of like when you can more go into those certain communication styles. I agree. This is the first episode of the new year from coming back from our holiday break. We kicked mm-hmm. it off like new year, new me, right? Who Everyone's is? on that. New year, who but like, so you do that every January. What are some other, like, do you believe in new year's resolutions? I don't. Goals, Why? habits. What do you believe in? I yes. I wish I don't. I just don't. But I do believe I, you know what? I would encourage anybody that's listening. I'm a big fan of the CV. I, I'm a big fan of primary languages. I would just pick one. It's like me. Primary languages is probably be the easiest to jump into with both feet because it's your it's how you feel appreciated. 
you know, and if it's your spouse, I would do the love languages and then just practice. If, if you're a leader or want to be a leader, I would do it so that you can practice so that you can take it to work with you. Yeah. And then if you want to take it up to the next level, I would take the CVI, have your family members take the CVI and practice it at home. Um, if you know how to communicate with a banker, a builder, a merchant, you know, an innovator, that's going to help you with your, your leadership growth. Yeah. That's the great foundation. Just start there. You can start small and it's not that hard. Mm-hmm. Are there any other things you do at the start of a new year to kind of like kickstart it or get onto a good page? So one of the things that I do is I try to do, I'm going to do one-on-ones with all my team members pro- mm-hmm. over the next 30 days. And they're very, very honest with me because they know I'm not going to, you know, there's no retaliation, right? None, of, none at all. Like they know that I, at my core, I have a humble heart and that I can take feedback. I mean, they're not going to say, Robert, you know, you were a jerk in 2022. They're going to be, you know, like I remember sitting down with, with somebody who used to work for me and then they were, they were promoted off. And she told me, you know, I wish I just had more time with you because I really value the you know, your strategic thinking and how you go about things. And I felt like you were doing a lot of outside stuff and I didn't get enough of you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, dang, I mean, yeah. okay. Um, and then that led to me asking everybody how they felt. Like, do you feel like I was there enough for you? Mm-hmm. And for the most part, my entire team was telling me that they understood why I was doing outside things to help the big picture but they, in a selfish way, wanted more of me and of my time. And so that's something that I brought into 2022. And so um, those are the conversations I'll have in the next month. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, how could I get better? Um, Where did I fall short? And then that's what I use to focus on what I'm going to do next step. That's literally what we did with the selfie show. Yeah. It's so great. We created a Google doc and all we're actually going to review this on our bonus episode with everybody. But mm-hmm. I think it's, this is one of the best tools is to, you know, get feedback from people and look back and say, okay, where, what did we do really well? How can we do better? It helped us a ton last year. Yeah. 100%. That's why we upgraded these mics. Um, and getting, just hearing from people from their perspective, you know, the way we see things so often is actually, is not often how it's reflected with other people. So mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. And that, and that's a perfect um, point that you made because one of the things that I found is how I was structuring my emails, mm-hmm. how it was being read wasn't how I thought it was should have been read mm-hmm. i was just writing an email but like sam said direct but the other person might have taken it as being attacked yeah mm-hmm. and yeah. so i had to change the way i was structuring my emails and i do try to have awareness to that um mm-hmm. and so like that's just another example yeah of i love that having awareness to yeah. how it's it's just like text messages i'm sure you've received a text and you read it like yeah. You know, I'm not. <laughs> and I had to have a combo about yeah. the way we text because yeah. I was like, I don't like when you just like something and don't respond mm-hmm. like that seems passive or if aggressive I, if I do something short or yeah, yeah, yeah. or just like or a, I, okay or okay I'm like well what the fuck like really that's See, so I, know, funny. I know how to push the buttons sometimes I'm like sometimes yeah. you do it on purpose yeah. Uh, sure. yeah. but like no I think that's Communication, important though. to know though yes. like those things those check-ins yeah. that you wouldn't know like have you ever seen the key and peel um I'll show it to you like those comedians that used to have their little sketch show, they have one where they're like having a text conversation. And oh, I told so I said funny. To Tori, I'm like, this is literally me and you texting. Cause one's like, Hey man, are we still on tonight? Like all cheerful. And the other guy's like, like playing video games. He's like, huh? 
I guess so. Like, if yeah, you want. And just, the other person's like, what if you want? What do you mean, if you want? And then he's literally. like, aggressively typing like, well, I don't know. Do you even want to hang out? And he's yeah. like, sure, man, I guess. And he's like, sure, man, I get. And it like yeah, progressively like so gets funny. worse and worse where it's like, fine, I'll meet you there. Like, let's go. And he's like, let's go. What do you mean? Let's go. Like, and they're like, one of them thinks they're having like a fun, fun like little, another one is like, so upset and yeah. it's like a funny skit but i'm like yeah. oh my god this is literally like sometimes you know what's funny is when like you text with our with our communication this year i feel like we've actually we do a lot more phone calls just in general because i feel like for you and i it's so much easier one i'm always driving and i'm not yeah. trying to text and drive totally so i will call her and be yeah. like sorry i'm driving we, but we honestly it's almost like calls. easier because it's like quicker yep to the i feel like we've gone so far far away from like you know i used to pay money for ringtones because it was exciting when someone called you yeah. like i spent money to have my phone now i keep my on silent because i don't want to hear my phone ring and i don't want to talk to anyone on the phone we've gotten such into a text only thing but i'm actually kind of don't like text anymore me too and it feels i i hate having important conversations over text mm -hmm. i actually had like an important conversation with like someone of interest in my life and it was like not going well and I literally said I don't like to have important conversations over text yeah. because you're misinterpreting what I'm saying I'm misinterpreting what you're saying how you think it's coming off isn't the same way it's coming off to me and I don't think that any high level conversation should be like text should be to send funny memes jokes and like important updates like okay on my way Mm -hmm. be there at 4 30 like those things but if you need to have any sort of real communication i think text is the absolute worst format for it yeah i agree i'm i'm yeah no i was telling my kids the other day about how when i was their age i had a a phone that you had that had like a hundred foot cord on it yeah. oh yeah. Oh, yeah so you could like yeah. walk into the other room and totally. my sister would be looked following the cord because she needed the phone yeah. and, it, and i was in the closet talking to some girl yeah or, trying to get your or, privacy or you know when people would pick up the phone in the house and listen hey, in the other hey how much longer are you gonna yeah, be on totally my yeah. brother yeah you know yeah. and now and the reason i brought it up is because you know they my daughter will have a group text or they don't do text they do instacart or something or <laughs> I, some they Stop. do something it's but there'll be like 20 of them yeah and they, they're just typing yeah and i'm like the the, the social the voices so funny. i mean even when i was in kid we voice could, matters like inflection and all that stuff yes. and it gets so missed like tori's like okay to me is like a sweet like okay but i'm like okay like, yeah 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 uh, <laughs> like i don't like it i do i do love um sending voice texts yeah, that's an, yeah. I I've been trying to do. I don't like that because I don't like that they stay on there, and I hate my voice. And weirdly mm. enough, I'm like, let's have a podcast. <laughs> but like, I would listen to my own voice, and I'm like, oh my uh. god, shut up. So I don't like that because it's like they can replay it. Yeah. But it's a personal touch. But yes, you know, to me, it's like I love to do handwritten notes. Yeah, and I love getting yeah, handwritten love notes. Love that. Yeah. I love doing those. Yeah, and I love, and I think that sending a voice text is kind of like a handwritten note yeah it's you know stopping what you're doing taking the time to say hey yeah blah 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 it's way better like i just don't like texting i like phone call like real mm -hmm. voice or face to face is best but that's not obviously always optional but like a phone call over a text now mm -hmm. is there anything in your like personal life you do oh well i was gonna say just to add on to what we do yearly you know yeah i do those things for myself as well I try to encourage everybody that 
that's on my team to have goals, you know, one year goals, three year goals, five year goals. Like where, where do you, where are you now? Where do you want to go? What do you want to be? And then I have those for myself. Something else that I've started in 2022 is I had the team put together a vision board and Ah. I read a couple of really good articles that were about vision boards for teams and that's what spurred that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm excited. I mean, at the end of the day, this is another thing that leaders make mistakes in. If you're the manager of, of a NICU and you come in and you sit down with your all your nurses and say, listen, this is where we need to be in 2023. And this we need to reduce this by this much. We need to increase this by that much, you know, because we're better together. And if we can do this, it's going to be better for the patient. All right, let's go do it. That's not how you inspire people. Mm-hmm. How you inspire people is you get the people in the room. You come to them and say, all right, here's our three problems, A, B, and C. How do you think as a collective group, can we get to fixing and resolving all of these and get to a better place? Mm-hmm. Now their ideas are coming forward. Mm-hmm. And then you just, that's that's the whole point of the vision board. Right. Now it's, everybody owns it as a group. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the biggest mistakes. Like when you see the corporate vision, this is where we're going to be mm-hmm. in 2023. This is where we're going to be in 2024. Get on the train. And you're like, none of that stuff resonates with me because it wasn't my idea. Mm-hmm. So how am I supposed to have buy-in and be passionate or have passion behind accomplishing it? So if you bring the people in, that's how you accomplish it. Because now it's their ideas. They own it. They want to see success. Love this. So what advice do you have someone who maybe had like a rough 22 and they're like, okay, it's January I got to make some changes, like set me straight. So I'm a, a big believer in, and I actually need to do this, is taking a day or two off and 100% away from everybody, the people you love, the people you work with, your phone, your computer, and just like meditate on where you are at, what happened in 2022, what do you want to do in 2023, where do you want to be in 2028, and just like meditate on it. And reflect on it and try to find some learning opportunities and then start writing. I mean, just start writing. I'm a believer in journals, mm. you know. Do um, you journal? I, I do actually a business journal. I used to be really good about doing it every single morning. Now I'm doing it probably two to three times a week. But it's it's literally a business journal, but it has a little personal in it. Mm-hmm. And I just talk about some of the things that are happening in business along with some of the things that are happening in my personal life. It's really short and sweet. I like started off with, I woke up at 4.31 a.m. I got six and a half hours of sleep last night. My word of the day is going to be accomplishing. I just do the basics like that. And then I'll write like maybe two paragraphs over what happened and transpired over the last 24 hours. But what's interesting is I'm going to go back and read my 2022. I always try to read and see like, hey, what's happened over the last 12 months and it's always fascinating read it's funny because um so what you you're the two days off it's sam knows i this is what i do it's a think week Hmm. so um i'm not doing a full week full week this week but i did like a partial but basically you're off of social media and it's exactly that you're thinking about and planning you know for the future, the next year, the next five years. And Mm -hmm. then you're looking back and you're saying, okay, what did I do last year? Did I hit my goals? 
what did I do well? What do I need to improve on? Um, who's in my life? Kind of just starting going through all the things and saying like, okay, where can I do better? Where can I improve? How can I be better? And it's, you know, included with like meditation and journaling. And I think it's like the best way to start off your year, just really starting off clean. And then, okay, you know, making your slight to-do list. I need a declutter. I need to, you know, clean up the diet. I need to do this. I This is why I love January. I love January. We love Capricorn energy. Um, yes. Because <laughs> it's birthday month. Yes, queen. But it's funny because I think the Think Week, I want to say it was coined by Bill Gates. He might have been the one who started this whole he, thing. He does. He has his little cabin. Yep. And I think it's just, it's, I do, you know, you do your own little mini version of it, whatever it looks like to you. But I do think I like that being very intentional about what you're doing and where you're going and, and how you're going to get there and maximizing our time here. Yeah, it's a detox, especially if you shut down the electronics. I mean, I'm talking even don't watch movies, TV, just focus on you. Yeah. And what's sad is we do it once a year. I know, right? I focus on me once a year. <laughs> but I do, I do need it's to do intentional. mine. Yeah. My goal was to do it in October. And then we just had family death. And then all of a sudden the holidays mm. hit. I'm like, okay, I have to. Now we're in 2023. <laughs> right. Yeah. So January. January, here we are. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Robbie, for coming in. This yes. was we, we have a lot in store for you in 2023. We, we do. have a lot to learn from from your expertise. We do. We've got we've been getting a lot of requests lately to go over interview and resume mm-hmm. stuff. A lot of things like that coming up. It's really exciting, actually. Yeah, we're here for all of the opportunities, seizing the day, yeah. carpe diem, all Building the good your things. Brands. Yes, we could do coaching. Yes. Do a session on coaching. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting too, because I just think, you know, for us in, we were never really taught these things, right? Most of us in the medical or the healthcare realm, but it's so important in our daily lives. It's a huge piece of why I think the detriment of what's happening in healthcare mm-hmm. is for a lack of, you know, leadership. There's no professional growth in professional development. Professional growth. Whatsoever. That's what it is, right? Or if it is, they say, they, you know, really coin it in a way of, well, get this certification, do this. And it's like, no, <laughs> bigger picture. These are the things that we should be talking about. And certifications are a scam. Yeah, Can well, I just say that's it? That's a whole thing. But to me, that's not, that's not professional money grab. development. This <laughs> is professional development. Like how do we go to the next level mm-hmm. and help inspire people and influence and build teams and do better? I would encourage the people who are listening to take the bull by the horns and find somebody in the hospital that you respect in leadership and ask them to be your mentor. Yeah. We talked about this in the last podcast. Ask them if they'll, if they'd be willing to give you an hour every two weeks on the phone, on virtual, whatever it is, or face to face and just pick their brains. If you respect them as a leader, then have them walk you through their journey. Mm-hmm. How did you get here? Where did you come from? What was your history? Find that mentorship, tie in primary languages to your mentorship, tie in CVI to your relationship. Say, hey, I'm trying to learn about people's core values. Mm-hmm. Mr. Mentor, Miss Mentor, would you be willing to do this with me? Mm-hmm. Okay, you're a banker innovator. This is a great way to start those baby steps. Mm-hmm. Love it. I think too, it's just like you mentioned, the crossover to your personal life because coming from 10 and a half years of working in a hospital and working in healthcare that never promoted my professional growth and development one year in this new career. And Tori can already say like, wow, the way you communicate is way different. Mm -hmm. The way you communicate in terms of a conflict situation is way different, et cetera. And I can say 
completely just change of environment and being somewhere where leadership is modeled and then mm-hmm. there's actual investment in professional growth and development has had a direct crossover into my personal life and like interpersonal relationships. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. Thank you so much for your time. Yes. Oh, no, thank you. We'll this is exciting. Call. I love thank it. Thank you. Yes. I'm going to harass you more later. Absolutely. I can't wait to talk about Taylor Swift Midnight. <laughs> oh, yes. Meet me there. We'll, we'll have to recap when that happens. All right. Thank you so much, Robbie. You're welcome. Don't you feel like knowing this about each other is going to make us like oh, 100%. better? Yeah. This is like, this is a power couple. We're a power couple over here. I love this for us. Yeah. I thought it was really interesting how we matched up very similarly. Um, And I want to actually deep dive into like what categories I'm stronger in. Cause I think I'm stronger in different areas than you are. I think you have more innovator in you than me. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. So, but I think this is a great thing for any of you, for your partners, for your relationships, for even your coworkers. Like I love this. I think this is a great resource. Also, this is a great episode just to share with someone who you think might be interested in, you know, improving their leadership, their motivators, like understanding themselves a little bit better. I think the best thing I did for myself in 2022 was improve my communication skills and Mm my own just self-growth and learning about myself. And I really want to expand that into 2023. But Mm -hmm. I think that this is a good way to kind of kickstart that journey for yourself also is just learning, taking a little bit of a deeper dive into yourself and how you work. Absolutely. Thank you so much as always for being here with us. You guys, happy new year, happy 2023. And we love that you're starting it with us. Absolutely. Make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at C-E-L-L-F-I-E underscore podcast. You can find all the goodies, our partners, your savings, they're linked in the bio for you. And still a few spots for Bali. So snag them up before they're gone. The last few spots left. Can't wait to see you. Beaches and cocktails, baby. Cannot wait. And please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Drop your IG handle in the name of review. We'll reach out and send you free swag, free stickers. Absolutely. And make sure you're following us on our Insta. That's at Nurse Tori. And at Hey Samantha with two A's. And stay tuned. Fun bonus episode. Mm, Jam packed. Get ready. Hey, yo. Okay. Bye. Bye.